welcome fiends to handle with scare presented by the slashing cats podcast network our uh podcast here discusses short movies and the focus that they emphasize but you know we've got two months chock full of 2022 releases that we will be diving into last week we were uh wrapping up spooktober with a uh, a costume stream as we were discussing spirit halloween the movie had a really fun time last week i even got to uh dress up for all hollows eve uh you know, for Halloween on the Monday when uh, I was doing like an all-day stream over on Streamlaunch, which was a ton of fun. Uh, when they're watching Beetlejuice, of course, I donned makeup again uh, for that. Uh, then we did the new uh, Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo animated movie that's on HBO Max, and then we did the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror for like I don't know six, seven hours. You know, there was no way I was making it through like thirty-three episodes. Uh, for the Treehouse Halloween episodes for The Simpsons. But uh, all in all, a really fun time. And uh, I'm looking forward to tonight because we have a continuation of, I'm not going to say like a storied franchise, but one that has definitely been picking up steam uh, here in recent years in VHS and the new installment of VHS 99. Now, of course, with me here tonight are both of my co-hosts who help me break everything down. We have Holly Hooch and John. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Hi, doing pretty good. Good, good. We're all in our respective, well, we're both in our respective homes because it was shitty out. <laughs> it's cold and rainy today. So John's like, oh, he's going to stay home. Exactly degrees. Oh my God, all the California people are going to complain. Pretty oh, much. I, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was, yeah, it was like 60 degrees. <laughs> I got to wear pleather. <laughs> yeah, when, yeah, when yeah. I went to Anaheim today. I was like, all right, let me see what the weather is like. And it's like, it's only a couple of degrees warmer here than it is back in Chicago. <laughs> so it's just like, well, let me bring a couple of hoodies for my SoCal friends, because I know they're going to be complaining. Uh, yeah. Which is just part of the course for this time of year. You know, that's just how it is. You know, as soon as it, as soon as it dips below like 80 degrees, you know, the complaints start rolling in. Uh, so it's definitely for California, this is cooler weather. But, uh, you know, being from Chicago, this is a little short weather. You know, it's like 70 degrees up. Uh, but yeah, I'm in Anaheim for a few days. Not at home, not in the traditional setup. Uh, so don't have my, you know, uh, go XLR setup tonight. So I'm just set up here at the hotel using hotel Wi-Fi, using my webcam. And uh, yeah, excited to talk about VHS because uh, one of the segments I absolutely did not like, if only because it dove into two of my phobias. <laughs> So, so yeah, that was the that was a uh, not a fun watch, at least. <laughs> Interesting. I'm trying to think of what it is, but I guess we'll get there when it comes up. Is it getting caught pe- uh, peeping at a at a woman changing in another building? <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely not the uh, the Medusa segment. No, it's uh, the Live one. Oh yeah, I feel like. Meters that's a pretty common one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The bared alive part is two other facets of that, that segment. Mm. Like getting bullied by a bunch of girls. I guess that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mean girls. <laughs> they were so mean. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's really just not being able to be let into this role. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. The. Well, I guess we'll get we'll get there, but uh, 
I, yeah, I don't want to jump ahead. Let's jump right but in, it, though. We've been, like, sort of VHS. taking little bites out of it. We- yeah, no, uh, I got to say, I, I'm a fan of the series overall. I like, I think I've mentioned before, I like the, like, found footage style horror. And this is, of course, the series is that. And, uh, yeah, no, I've always been a big fan. Yeah, and you know how much I like my little vignette movies. I just love little little chunks of stories that kind of wrap up real quick, give you a nice little scare, you move on to the next. So I, you know, I'm also a big fan of, of the series. We watched uh, 94, like, together, T. That was a lot of fun. And 94 was really solid. And, you know, not to, not to start the bashing, not that there's going to be any real bashing, uh, but we did like 94 a little better than 99, though, right? Sorry. But 99, guys, what's that? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, did you guys review 94 in a previous episode? We didn't review it. We just watched it together, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we basically watched it after one of our you know, podcast nights, basically. We reviewed mm-hmm. it off camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 94, what, remind me, what was the basic ones, the ideas for 94 the again? The big one that was really splashy was the uh, the zombie movie in Asia. So the with like military at the end there was some military people, right? Am I remembering that right? <laughs> it was yeah. it was in a laboratory or some sort of like, it was really good. Yeah, it was kind of like a mad scientist uh, doom segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also had the, the Ratma segment with the the people that who are living underneath the sewers, yeah. who were all you know worshiping this uh, this rat man, and then of course he finds <laughs> a new host and uh, you know one of the newscasters. So that's like they're really getting idea. the word out there. Which there is also a rat man lives in the sewers, uh, urban myth that goes along with the Grand Theft Auto video game series, really? where it, there's the. There is apparently a rat man who, if you go to the sewers at the right time in the right place, there's a supposedly a rat man down there. That's really neat. <laughs> well, there's actually also a rat man in, uh, in VHS 99, at least, when they're doing... I'm not even going to call it a wraparound story in this, because it, there's actually, like, no story there, unlike some of the other VHS movies. It was just kind of there. Uh, to begin with, but you know we do kind of see like one of the figures as uh, as Ratma uh, in in this one, which I thought was interesting. But yeah, just like as a whole, like seeing like the little uh, toy soldiers didn't really add a whole lot to the movie because it didn't really bring too much. It was it just felt like it was kind of there for a little bit of comedic relief, but it wasn't really hitting like any high notes throughout. You know, you say that, but I really enjoyed the army men. I thought it was like adorable and funny. And I know you were saying it's, that's its, its only purpose, and it's true. But uh, uh, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the first segment, which was the the uh, the the teenage rock group that goes underground and you know summons another dead rock group. <laughs> it was okay though; I didn't hate it. But I, after a while, I was like, I'm not gonna lie; these army men are like the, the highlight of my fucking night. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that, the, you know, stop motion with him. Yeah, I I agree. It didn't, unfortunately, it didn't really add anything True. to the, it, it, it kind of wasn't its own it, story, really. Didn't it segue kind of, into the Medusa storyline? That was like the, the kid brother's like thing was that, and then it went into the, I mean, again, it doesn't really, it didn't go, oh, was that, I think so, right? Was that maybe? I was drinking. 
Oh, did they connect it to what one of the characters was making it? Yeah. Was that what was the, the, the kid that ends up going over to Medusa's house. I think that was his project. And then uh, it turned into him working on that. And then his brother's stop doing that nerdy shit. And then like, come look at some tits. So yeah, yeah. I, if I remember correctly, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> so yeah, it didn't go anywhere. I mean, really. I like, yeah. I liked it on the level of just like, it's like, I used to kind of do stuff like that with my friends when we were young and had VH of one person we knew had a VHS video camera and we would do stuff like that. And it's kind of a thing. Like maybe you youngins don't, I mean, obviously people made stuff with video cameras today, but back then you made like weird, much weird. I feel like weirder, stupider things because there was kind of no, nothing to kind of work off of. So people just did weird, stupid stuff like that. But I don't know. But I think that's one of those things where if you were kind of like doing that thing in 94 or even earlier, early 90s, late 80s, they kind of, you know, it was kind of nostalgic to see that. (laughs) It was kind of fun. But yeah, it didn't really play out to anything by the end of the movie. It was just kind of like... They had a monster attack. And... Although I will say, I also haven't seen those army men in like decades. I can't remember the last time I, I even saw a grown person have a little army man. Oh, and yeah. melting. Like Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and melting them and blowing them up and stuff like that. War is hell. It's kind of a time-honored tradition. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, that first one. What was okay? So the first one again was the uh, the the, the team. Oh, the band. band. So when we were watching, don't like any of the title names for like the segments. Um, But basically, the the premise for the first one followed Bitch Cat. It was like this punk rock band uh, who were doing like an underground, uh, you know, concert. A fire broke out and basically got trampled to death by all of their fans. So then you have like this this other band of you know teenagers who are you know using their camcorder to you know basically parody jackass. Uh, they're trying oh, to yeah. like go down to like where this accident took place. Uh, so like you know like play a set or whatever. And uh, you know, unfortunately, things don't really go to plan. You know, they make light of the situation of uh, you know what had happened to Bitch Cat, uh, you know, <laughs> at this venue. And you know, there w- there's a scene with like sex dolls and like red jello when they're just like, "Oh, you want to see how easy oh, it is yeah. to like stop a bitch?" And then you just see like the jello splattering like all over the place. And then before you know it, it all of a sudden like over like the the intercom, you hear the Get off my fucking stage, basically, from uh, Bitch Cat, who are completely, like, undead at this point. Which I, like, I really dug that for you, yeah. because you knew something was going to happen at some point. Just because, you know, these kids are making absolute light of, like, this uh, this event that happened at this place. And as soon as you see, like, one of the kids getting, like, basically, like, pulled up to the rafters, was fantastic but you know all in all it was just one of those it, it reminded me of just um, a much more like toned down pussy cake you know like when, when i saw the name bitch cat i was like these two had to have been torn together 
Yeah, definitely. I liked the the way they did the zombies and the undead band was really good too. It, it reminded me, and kind of the way the 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 undead were done in general in this movie reminded me a lot of Creep Show, the birthday cake. Yeah, you my cake. They kind of look like that style of zombie, which I really liked because it kind of has like a classic, almost like EC Comics kind and of. And then on top of that, to yeah, that. to put the uh, the punk rock effects over the zombie zombiness, that's that's always a lot of fun. And we were commenting too because we watched the first half, and uh, we were commenting on it was pretty accurate with the nineties oh. look, <laughs> everything, and the people and. The way they dressed and everything, it was it was fairly accurate. There were only a few little things here and there where it was like that's not quite ninety four. Yeah, but... John, you had that comment where that kid that had the the hand tats. You were like, no, back in the day, you didn't have hand yeah, tats. No. <laughs> hand tattoos were not a thing in ninety four. Like that, yeah. yeah, not a big thing. I mean, it existed, of course, but nowadays hand tattoos like that are pretty common, but. Back then, it was, like, not a thing that, like, a, a suburban teenage kid would have by any stretch. But, yeah, no, but it was just little details where, like, that. But it was really accurate, though, with the 90s nostalgia. It, and the music was so slightly, like, more modern, but not a big deal. And they did a very but, uh, yeah. MTV-ish or VH1-ish sort of recap of uh, Bitch Hats. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was nostalgic for MTV as well, definitely. It was a little professionally produced. Played music. Hmm? Sorry, what? Back when MTV played music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when it was a show about, or a TV station about uh, about music and bands and stuff. But yeah, but it was very basic. That one is very basic story. There's almost kind of not a story. Although I gotta say, you know, as a fan of the EC comics and Tales from the Crypt and that stuff, some of those stories were that yeah. basic, you know, where just it's super simple. Just some obnoxious kids are doing something just, stupid. Yeah, just enough to have it coming to them, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then zombies come out of the ground and get revenge Bam, for their dumb Print it. Movie. Next. <laughs> So it was okay. I kind of like it on that level where it's almost like if you're not going to have a a story, then kind of lean into the fact you don't have a story, you know, and just go with it, which is kind of what they did. And I think I, my attention span's getting smaller and smaller because I was like kind of losing my shit a little bit. I really wanted those zombies to come out. And then when they finally did, I was having fun. And then they tore the kids apart and that was fun. But... (laughs) Oh, like I, it, I feel, I felt like it took. They spent a lot of time, like, sort of playing up the '90s. Like that was a big mm-hmm. component, and you know, it was neat. And then after a while, I just wanted to see some some bodies. Mm-hmm. That was like almost like spend. That was sort of like the established the '90s theme yeah. for the first ten or fifteen minutes, and then they kind of got into. You're like, I was there. there. I get it. <laughs> totally. Like half of it from the camcorder perspective was um, basically just doing like the drag estimates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And kind of like going into like the background of what actually happened. And you know, mm-hmm. they, they're joking about like, oh, it smells like, you know, fire down here. So, you know, even after all of these years. 
And that's kind of, a, and that's a reference to something that I believe happened later than 1994, but there was that famous uh, concert, I think it was Great White, uh, where they played a small club show and they had, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it? Fireworks, but uh, they call it something else, but where you have the fireworks going off on stage. And it was such a small club that it basically set the club on fire and they didn't have proper exits and a bunch of people died. And it was a whole big thing, but it happened kind of like in the early 2000s, but I'm pretty sure that's what this, that's what they're kind of referencing with this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I really appreciated the fact that, you know, you did have like the one team who was, uh, who who kind of knew what was going on. You know, he didn't really want to disturb the dead. You know, he had his way to like counteract them by bringing in, you know, a little bit of spice, <laughs> which, you know, I'm glad they actually, like, actually got around to that in the story itself, because you do see him, like, throw the, whatever spice it was at one of the, one of the zombies, but, like, the whole time, I'm just like, as soon as, like, the zombie said, I was like, oh, Punk is not, not dead, you know, just one undead in this case, which was fantastic. Yeah, what was the spice thing? What? I'm trying to remember, like, how they had it set up. Because, like, there was another thing about, like, boots that he had made. Yeah. But, like, the spice scene seemed to be, like, a bigger a bigger deal. Yeah, no, I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe it was, like, the whole, like, salt, you know, warding off evil Maybe it was salt. Like, deal. Yeah. Spice, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, I forget what the deal was with that, but I, know, I, don't know. I got distracted at the it, end. Did yeah. they make them join the band, or was it just the 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 original band on stage? Because we had this joke going that they were going to make them join the band, and there was going to be a ska band because there's going to be like nine people on stage. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, totally. band. Uh, it was performing. Plus, I, 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 I can, obviously we can't share images. Uh, um, I wish I could share this image. I, I have to Google it right now. It just popped in my head. But there's these posters from the 80s and 90s uh, that because posters were a big deal back in the 80s and mm-hmm. 90s. You know, people, you'd have your posters on your walls. And uh, there's a, a poster of a zombie, like, punk band. And it's kind of a one of those popular ones that you would see around and it would be at stores. And this this story definitely reminded me of that. I don't know if the person who made it had that in mind, but I, I wish I could share the image, but I'll have to, I'll send it in our uh, discord. I was just, um, I was but, just reminded of the, the cover of return of the living dead. You know, the, that, they, that was kind of reminds, reminds me of zombies, zombie punks, punks. Definitely. The way the art is specifically too. More than like the zombies in this story looked like the art from that poster more than the actual zombies from that movie. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, definitely. And then yeah, they got pulled up. Everyone got killed. Yeah, I I imagine then you have both bands. It's like you could have a show with a now you got a lineup. That you just need a third band for a full show. They just keep bringing in, it's like a never-ending cycle where other bands keep showing up and then getting pulled in. Just like the, just like the scene. <laughs> exactly. It's a scene. Exactly. 
<laughs> All right, so outside of that, we also had the uh, sorority girl. So that was your favorite, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basic setup for this, of course, you know, we're dealing with sorority hazing in regards to uh, two applicants trying to, you know, make it into what, I don't even remember what the sorority house name was, uh, but basically they're like, okay, well, you know, in order for you to join, uh, you know, you're going to have to spend the night uh, buried in a coffin. And, uh, you know, it's okay, though, because, you know, they got, like, a, a little, like, string to, like, ring a, a bell, like, above <laughs> ground. So, like, you know, like, as, as soon as you pussy out, like, just ring the bell and we'll come get you. Uh, well, needless to say, that doesn't quite happen. Uh, you know, the sorority girls are pulling a prank on the applicants, you know, basically, like, putting her in the grave uh, or the coffin with, like, spiders uh, you know, at one point it starts to rain and like the, a cop shows up and of course, like the setup is like, oh, you know, don't worry. Like, we'll come back for her. Everything's going to be fine. We need to like get the hell out of Dodge because, you know, they don't want to get in trouble. They don't want to get expelled or anything like that. And, uh, sure enough, you know, water starts to seep into the coffin. Uh, now I'm very claustrophobic and I do have to some extent, like a fear of drowning for phobia. So, like, this in particular, Ooh. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> the water and the buried alive. Yeah, like, like being, like, buried alive is, like, a, a fairly common, yeah. like, phobia. But for me, it's more mm-hmm. the, like, space aspect of it. But as soon as, like, I saw the little bell above ground, I was like, of course, she's going to start reading this thing, and they're not going to be there. And sure enough... You know, one thing kind of leads to the other, and that's exactly one's, what ends up happening, because they just get the hell out of there as soon as the It did surprise me that they mm-hmm. opted to, like, you know, pour so much water, the movie makers, that is, pour so much water into the grave, because it wasn't just a little bit, it was, like, torrential. <laughs> and, and I did feel mm-hmm. like, I, it made me feel really uncomfortable, too. <laughs> Definitely. That's, yeah, no, it's a, it's a bad one. Although I have to say, though, uh, I, I the size of the coffin inside <laughs> was much bigger than a regular coffin. Like, the roof was a lot higher <laughs> than normal. Although, but I would definitely not do that if that was the the hazing thing. I would just you know, be like, damn. Just because, I mean, accents, <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, the movie kind of was over the top, but you never know. What if, you know, they get shot up and then you know, there's nobody there to take you out of the coffin. I don't know, making up shit, but you know what I mean? Like, there's just too many things that can go wrong. Definitely. And they actually covered it up. They actually buried it. Well, there was a little window. Too. They couldn't let her know they, that, you know, they weren't going to do that. Although I will say that uh, the yeah. movie girls in this movie were, the the bullying in this movie wasn't as intense as in Sissy, which we're reviewing next, uh, next week. Right? But, uh, shit. Well, to be... In two weeks, but we're doing a double recording because of the holidays. But yeah, the bullying wasn't as intense as in Sissy, but it was eh, it was all right. I mean, I was able to joke through it. Sissy actually gave me a little bit of anxiety because of the bullying. So, too many flashbacks. I haven't seen it yet. I so think it's I great. Yeah, I hope you guys to... like it. All right, but back to Sissy, VHS. Yeah. Sorry. So, uh, 
Yes, the Mean Girls. Oh, oh, and also you can't forget the oh, the box of spiders that they gave her. I knew it too, right? You guys figured it out. Too? There's no way it wouldn't be something bad like that. I knew it was gonna be a bug. Or oh a yeah, no, I didn't. Course. What's that? I didn't figure it out in advance. But so yeah, like, when you feel really, really bad, that's when you open this box. I thought it was gonna be like something though, caterpillars. Well, not caterp. I mean, centipedes. Caterpillars aren't scary. <laughs> Something that crawls real fast and goes up your nose. But there's also the, and then there's also the lore of the, uh, the girl, oh, right? That right. who did it before died. That they said it, what, it was like a previous girl who did the th test, but then she died. I can't remember what it, the right? story was. That did she have a heart attack or did like, was it, she was I killed on purpose? Yeah, I can't remember. I don't remember. Didn't she die? Was it that she just died doing the well, test? Well, she died doing the test, but I think it might have been on purpose that she got killed. I can't remember the story. Mm -hmm. T, do you remember the, the lore? Not not really, <laughs> no. I just remember that, you know, she strikes a deal with uh, the last victim. So ah. That makes sure that everyone else can That was a good ending. I like that ending. That was a nice little payback ending. Which makes sense. I mean... If the previous girl died doing that, then she's obviously going to help the girl that's in the coffin. You know, she's going to be like, "Let's get, let's get revenge." But yeah, no, yeah, that was. Good. And then they just like ended up in there. It was just kind of like yeah. jump cut to them in the coffin, and the uh, girl is there with them. I, what did you guys think of the monster? That was a pretty <laughs> neat monster. I didn't mind it. The girl. Like kind of well, zombified. it wasn't just a girl zombified. Mm -hmm. It was a, there was a big head. It kept breaking into the, you know, the the, the coffin. I don't know. I thought it was pretty neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was a good one. Not bad at all. Basic as well. You know, not. Uh... Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead. Oh, hold on. My wife is being kind of iffy. I was just going to say, like, the, the episode as a whole kind of reminded me of Beer Bear. Yeah. In the sense of, you know, have the bearded alive. <laughs> and where they place the camera. But, you know, like, in Fear Factor, as soon as, you know, you have that shot of them being buried alive, the spiders would just immediately get thrown in there. You know, mm -hmm. whenever, you know, first, you know, first I'll throw in a little bit of water, and then they'll throw in the creepy crawlies. And then all of a sudden, you know, the whole coffin is filled up. Uh, this didn't really do that, where. Um, you know, it was more of a gradual build-up rather than, okay, we're just going to throw everything in here at once. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. The spiders were definitely CGI because you could never get real spiders to just, like, come flying out <laughs> like that. They probably always suffocated in the box after a while. She opens it up and there's, like, a bunch of dead spiders And, you know, spiders the spider right there. will never let you hurt those spiders. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, no, there's definitely fear factor for sure. Uh, and of course, there's a long tradition of buried mm -hmm. alive in uh, in movies and and uh, and stories. You know, Kill Bill, of course, and that uh, that movie with uh, the guy who plays Deadpool. What's his name? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. He had that that movie. I never watched it because I'm also like I mean, obviously, being buried alive is a is a terrible thought. Like it's bad, 
I wouldn't necessarily say I have a fear of it, but that being said, I didn't watch that Ryan Reynolds movie because I was just like, why do I want to watch a movie where the entire movie is somebody buried alive? That just yeah. sounds awful. Like I can't, I, I wouldn't, I, I know I'm not going to enjoy that. So I'm not even going to watch it. That's a really good point. I don't know if I want to watch 90 yeah, minutes of Ryan Reynolds losing his shit. <laughs> totally. Apparently it's a really good oh, movie. It I got a lot of good reviews. I think he's a then, but it's just like, that's just not for me. Yeah. But I got to say, like, uh, the size of the coffin is sort of an issue with that. Because, like, in <laughs> Kill Bill, it's extremely claustrophobic because it's, it's the top of the coffin is just, like, right above where she is. But in this movie, there's a good, like, it's a good, you know, couple, two or three feet tall coffin. You can fully lift her arms up almost in that thing. So you know, maybe like a slightly less on the scale of uh, of what do you call it? Um, claustrophobia on that one. Oh, I have a claustrophobia story though about kind of like being in a coffin okay. buried alive. So I never like I don't really have claustrophobia and especially when I was younger. I definitely didn't have claustrophobia. I used to like climb around in space. Like there, if there was like a little tunnel or something, I would climb through it. That stuff didn't bother me at all. And then as an adult, I had to do one of those, what is it, MRI things where you go in the tube and they ch check. And uh, the guy was like, are you, asked me if I was claustrophobic before I went in. And I said, no, not really, it's fine. And then they put me on the tray and they put me into the thing and it's right around you. You know, it's inches above your face and they slid me into the tube. And I was like, I might be a little claustrophobic now. I think I've maybe developed some claustrophobia in my time. And it was kind of rough. They put you in there for like a solid couple of minutes, which sounds like not a lot, but when you're in there and it's, that thick, that tight space, it's, yeah, it's not good. It's, it's you, not a fun feeling. So, yeah. No, were I you concerned, like, if there was, like, an earthquake or something, or, or what? I guess you can't get yourself out of there, can you? No, not at all. It's so tight that you can't even lift your arms up. I or think you're giving a T some nightmare. <laughs> <I know. laughs> you're just trying to have to, like, uh, snail crawl, you know. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of like inch, <laughs> shoulder, inch out. <laughs> exactly. Like crawl out. Just like, fuck this, I'm getting out. But the guy made me, just, sorry, this is a tangent, obviously, but uh, the, but it's a little on topic. But no, the guy made me paranoid. This, this part of the tangent. He made me paranoid, though, because the magnets in those things are so powerful that they'll pull metal out of your body. And he said, do you have any, you know, metal parts, like how you can have metal screws or things like that from injuries? And I was, you know, 99.9% .9 sure that I didn't. But he was so sort of like, <laughs> are you sure? that I was, I was sort of like, I don't, well, I think so. But it kind of made me paranoid that, you know, like something was going to be ripped out of my body by the magnets. I'm that, only laughing. I'm not laughing crazy. at you. I'm laughing with you. Because I would be in the same place where I'm like, 
I don't think I have any nails in my body, but I'm not 100% sure. I know, exactly. It's like, how can you be completely sure? Maybe I sleep for like eight hours a night. Something could have happened at that time. <laughs> yeah. So I think we just lost Uh-oh. T for a moment here. Do you see that? Um, oh, he said his, his... Oh, okay, cool. It, your video is just off for me, but if, if it's still recording, then it should be good to go. Yeah, cool. so basically what happens if, like, the Wi-Fi signal is a little spotty, it will normally, like, kick the video uh-huh. momentarily. Is what it is. What it is. Oh, okay, cool. But, like, yeah. I haven't, like, fully dropped. <laughs> all well, right i was gonna say so yeah, so, yeah. um Go since we've, we've we've all established that nobody wants to be buried alive maybe we should form a pact on camera to ensure <laughs> that whoever goes whoever dies first and second of course <laughs> we double triple check <laughs> to make sure we're really dead before we put them in the ground Man. i'm talking <laughs> autopsy pictures <laughs> Well, those bells, you know, as you may know, yeah. those bells existed in real life back happen. in the, like, Victorian time. Yeah, because people really did used to be buried alive, which is insane. Can you imagine that actually, That's like, happened to people, like, frequently? Because they used to, they used to test if you were dead. Like, um, oh, go ahead. Where you would, like, attach the bell to, like, oh. someone's foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is an actual corpse. <laughs> mm-hmm. All they did when they were testing if you were dead back then was just put a mirror under your nose. Is to that it? Breathing. <laughs> and then they, if you weren't, then like, they were they like, "Yep, they're pulse. dead." They put them in a box. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, know if they had technology back then, or at least back when it happened a lot. They didn't. They didn't check to see if you just got drier over time. <laughs> exactly. Like now, we better bury this guy, and soon. <laughs> and then they just think you're a vampire if you do. Probably ring the bell. They're like, he's a, he's a vampire. <laughs> Man, olden times sucked. I know. Seriously. Hey, you know you didn't freeze too bad. Uh, so yeah, we we went. I'm talking about T's video. <laughs> like, I mean, no. it's it, he didn't freeze with like one eye open or his mouth open. Yeah, it's good. Oh, you have an image. Oh, I, I just have, have a blank. Yeah. I just have a logo. Um, yeah, it, it, oh, in and out, just with the the connection. Uh, but anyway, so we went from uh, you know the corpse bells to uh, Ozzy's dungeon, which is essentially 1990s Nicktoons. Uh, if you are familiar with 90s Nickelodeon, there were always like, these uh, team-based uh, competitions for kids. Uh, and in the case of Ozzy's Dungeon, you know, you would have these challenges, and the grand prize would uh, basically be that they would grant you a wish. Now, the whole setup for this particular segment is the fact that the game is rigged, and no one has actually won the grand prize. People have come close, no one has actually finished the final challenge, uh, which is essentially, like, finishing an obstacle course that is built on stage in, like, 60 minutes. You know, you gotta retrieve the flag, you know, you gotta, like, find other shit along the way, you know, you gotta beat the timer. Uh, no one has actually made it, uh, but in this segment, of course, you know, you have two kids competing against one another when they're on, like, the final, uh, run, and the, 
the what the boy is just a little shit because he's like trying to pull the girl down and uh, you know freak accident. That one takes was pretty place. gruesome, actually. And uh, yeah, yeah, and neither of them are able to finish the final challenge in time because of it. And of course, you know they do kind of like the run and gag of constantly like rewinding to see like the the bullet protrude through the body uh, for the little girl and they watch yeah, it like four or five times before you know we were are actually brought into like this other type of dungeon uh so the story takes a really intriguing twist in regards to like the family uh you know the parents of this girl who had her leg broken uh capture the game host and, uh, you know, they basically torture the guy, and they have, like, their own, like, horror dungeon that's, like, set up just like it was on set, just to, uh, a much higher degree of pain being inflicted on the contestant, which I thought was fantastic, the way that they, they set it up. And then, of course, we have the really great ending where it turns out there is a wish granter, and it's this really creepy half-human, half-sort-of-demon creature that uh, is in a cave behind the studio, which is insane. So uh, I really enjoyed this one, this segment. I thought it was a lot more complex than the other ones. It had some really fun dynamics with the different characters and then even within the family. Like, for example, my favorite line was when the mom was like, get me the jug! And the son's like, what, what, what jug, mom? She's like, the one that's not water. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and they had the whole 90s nostalgia again with the Nickelodeon show thing of, you know, climbing through the slime and the whole slime thing. And it was also, I had to look, and uh, it's also a Nickelodeon show called uh, Legends oh. of the Hidden Temple, which was also that one where they had the big idol. And, and it had kind of a jungle theme. But essentially, it was the exact same thing, where you were just kind of doing those... Uh, challenges. Them, and... like, um, yeah, doing challenge, physical challenges, where you have to climb around and do stuff and climb through slime. And they, they, they even had the one where you have to find the flag that's in the big tub of slime, which is literally one of the ones that you did on those shows. Uh but yeah, and then of course they kind of do the twist on it where they make the host do it, but kind of for real with real danger and real uh, violence and torture. He had it coming. Which of course, yeah, the, getting revenge for the daughter. Who I like the fact that she was then, like this regular kid. And then after she gets yeah, horribly injured, hilarious. she turns into a goth girl. <laughs> She's like an angry goth girl. <laughs> Which was really funny. Uh, also, this is a weirdly timely one because I don't know if you guys follow what was happening, but their TwitchCon had their big event and a streamer jumped off of... They were doing kind of those kind of challenges and a, on a foam pit and one of the streamers... Uh, for TwitchCon jumped off and broke. I heard about that. Because the, uh, she miscarried too because of that, right? Mm -hmm. Because of the phone hit. That's rough. I think so, yeah. 
um, because the ball pit wasn't, you know, properly set up or the foam pit. I mean, so kind of timely in a way, well, you know, getting horribly injured. Just kind of reminds everybody how, like, kind of you know, these things are not, I don't know, like, they're not set up by full professionals. And, and like, there's <laughs> a lot more danger involved than, yes. than is just perceived by the naked eye. And then I was going to, and then going back to the leg being, like, you know, torn off this kid, like, I even though it was so, like, goofy, honestly, it actually did get me. I got a little grossed out because it kept showing over and over again. And then you had people throwing up and, uh. <laughs> yeah, compound fractures always get me, you know, <laughs> where the bone is popping out or is making the skin bulge in a weird way, you know, when somebody breaks oh, a bone really badly. Yeah. I never heard about if there were any horrible injuries involved with those Nickelodeon shows, but I kind yeah. of imagine there were a few that probably got covered up At the very and no least one ever heard bones. about it. I assure you some kid dislocated their arm or broke their arm or a leg. Like, it just must have happened because they were just... Because, I mean, you trust yeah. the fact that there is a big company throwing this kind of... putting this event together, but at the end of the day, it's just unlicensed carnies walking around <laughs> making death threats. Death traps. Yeah, exactly. Death traps. Thank you. You would also, you know, whatever help, medical help was on hand would actually be able to put you onto, you know, the gurney or the stretcher and not just like accidentally drop you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they did that in this movie, right? Where they drop her on the stretcher. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, that's one of those things, I don't know if you guys have seen, I'm sure you guys watch random internet videos, but you always see those videos where like the sock, I think there's like a famous one where like the soccer player oh, gets yes. injured and then the guys stretcher and they drop him on the stretcher like twice <laughs> trying to bring him off the field. <laughs> like, I'm sure they were kind of referencing that. I, and then during the, the game, the original game, uh, the dad and the brother, I guess, are holding back the mom who's really angry at seeing her daughter her, her daughter hurt. And I was like, why are they holding her back? Like, they should be helping her. Like, she should be rushing the stage. But... <laughs> yeah, definitely. And the host yeah, guy was great. good. The guy who played the host was good. in shape, too. You see I said surprisingly in shape because at the end mm -hmm. they got him in his tidy whities and I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> He's kind of buff. Uh, but yeah, no, they always, like, there's always these kind of standout actors in these VHS movies where there will, you know, be people who stand out and it's like, I've never seen this person and they're probably like a, you know, like C tier actor. They're not even a, they're not even a that guy, quote unquote. You know, like someone you've seen in the background, but they're legitimately good. And it's you know, and it's like, oh, this person could be a real, you know, actor. Uh, I'm gonna. You're correct. Sure. And I was gonna say, I'm gonna need help remembering the end scene. So, uh, the guy promises them. The game show host promises them a real wish. And then that goes from being like still in the realm of mm -hmm. reality into going into the surreal or fantasy where they go back to the, uh, the stage or, or the uh, production studio and somewhere in the back of this still erect uh, game show set is a cave that leads to a lady on a bed and there's some people there. Was I right? Or at least one dude there and they ask for a wish. And then I can't remember what happens. Like, I mean, I remember the end is that, she wishes everybody's dead, but <laughs> just, 
Not a fun ending. But uh, I just, <laughs> there was a lady on the bed and then the monster came out of her after she made her wish. What's that? Yeah, so, like, there were a couple of people, like, in robes, like, in the cave. Probably just, like, keeping watch, make sure, like, no one randomly stumbles upon, like, this creature. And, uh, you know, like, the host is like, all right, kid, make it a good one. And then, you know, the kid wishes that everyone dies. And then that's when, you know, you see, like, the, the chest cavity of the chick lying down in the bed, like, open up. And you have, like, this, uh, you know, like a Lovecraftian-type creature coming out. You know, mm -hmm. Oh, tentacles. Like, everywhere. And then all of a sudden, you know, people start bleeding all over the place and start dropping one by one. Yeah, it was very uh, the thing, the creature that came out. It, it reminded me a lot of, of that. That's right. I forgot about that. There was all the tentacles and the creature came out, which sort of almost, as you describe it, makes me, it almost kind of links up with the last story in a way, because the like stomach portal kind of thing, you know, which we'll get to that. But uh, but yeah, no, I forgot about that. It was very thing. The, that came out and then granted her wish to basically kill everyone because it's true that kind of her parents or at least her mom was pretty unhinged on her I mean it's understandable in a way but you can see how like she probably was tortured by her parents as much as by the people who put on the show uh, and so she just like or was I it think just it was because she was, she was just very goth, angry at the world she didn't care that her parents were trying to get revenge big fucking whoop because in fact even not, not even parents it was just mom because dad and brother were kind of like you know uh just trying to sort of not get run over by mom i guess and uh, or was it that she pushed her oh well, maybe that's part of it then so she was mad at her because her mom kind of like made her go on the show and was kind of being like the stage and parent wrote the long like the mom promising like a second dream cast at the end of the day mm -hmm. so the guy never got his counsel so you know and the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's a reference Sega dream cast mm -hmm. yeah but how does the idea behind like the the gauntlet was was really what hit home for me because like obviously you know they're trying to get revenge and, like, each part of the obstacle course is, you know, rigged against the host. You know, because you mm -hmm. have, like, the the little tubes that are filled with, um, like, metal, basically, like, shrapnel, essentially. You know, you kind of have, like, the the poop chute, you know, you have <laughs> excrements. You know, the guy's basically just getting cut up uh, during, like, one of the tube crawls. And, you know, his tiny whiteys aren't so white by the time... Uh, he, he starts to get through it, and of course, at the end of it, like he thinks that he's actually made it uh, in time. But you know, he was like a second or so uh, behind the timer, un unfortunately for him. But I, I really appreciated the fact that, like, you know, like it's very obvious, like what they were trying to do, and like you even got like a small snippet of like the acid bath that was going to be like the grand prize, so to speak, or at least like the big punishment at the at the end of it. But that's when he's like. Wait, wait, you know, like, I, I, I know where, where it is. I can show you where it's at. But it's, like, the whole thought of, like, all right, like, all this time there's just been, like, this entity that can grant wishes in this lot, you know, for this game show. It's just so ludicrous. But, yeah, you know, it 
Yeah, the yeah, totally. The idea that like this uh that the show is basically like a front. I mean, if you sort of go back and try to parse out what happened, basically they have this show that is a front for an actual supernatural being that grants wishes and the idea is that kids go through the show and then someone wins and gets an actual wish from the from the being like is that and they make sure nobody ever actually wins so yeah so i'm not sure what if you kind of go back and try to figure it out it doesn't quite make sense i remember when that segment start not the segment but that the ending to that story started i was I thought I'd moved on to another story. I thought I wasn't with the same. I had to like backtrack, like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. As, I know, and they even have guards, armed guards with machine guns outside the studio and everything. Related. <laughs> yeah, no. Why? It's like, why would you have, uh, you know, why would you have that public TV show when really it seems like they were just kind of guarding this supernatural creature as a, as a cult. I mean, I don't, it's a joke. Obviously it's meant to just sort of be fun, but it's kind of, I guess it's sort of a joke that, you know, what was actually happening behind these shows on Nickelodeon was that, you know, on the temple, the hidden temple show was that there really was uh, and if I remember correctly, as they're being, entering the cave, know. there's like little kids running around too, like like fleeing the, the cave. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are they doing there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's the writing. I, it's funny because it's just like I don't know something about they're able to pull it off. Uh, with this movie and other VHS movies too, where they do this, where it's like the writing you can, I mean, you can like, I like this movie overall, but you can say the writing is, uh, you know, sort of not good, but it kind of doesn't matter because they're able to pull it off in other ways. Like it's the stories are short enough and it's done in a fun enough way that it kind of doesn't matter, that it doesn't make and the sense. Fact that you have like, different oh, directors whatever, for cool. every segment, sort of, as soon as the story's over, you know, you get something else. So you don't have to become too invested either. Mm-hmm. I mean, that can be a, um, that can be a bad thing if you're really enjoying the story, or it could be a good thing if you just want it to be over with. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, None of these stories would stand on their own Except as, the a, last one, as a but we full race to the hour end. and a half movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except for the, I could see that I could have a full movie of the last one for sure. But, but yeah, yeah. But the first two, no way. The first one isn't even. I mean, you could have like sort of an eighties movie like that, but I swear, like every movie that they've that is sort of like the first skit of this movie where it's a full length one is always like an hour and 15 minutes long because it's impossible hey, it just occurred to me that since we're not seeing t we don't know if he has any input <laughs> happy you hear me you're just gonna have to jump in verbally since we can't see you 
Not really not that much to add with the with the last one or the third one, I should say. Uh, the fourth one, though, definitely trends more to voyeurism uh, with the use of the camcorders because you know the the boys are creeping on their hot neighbor. Uh, and you know, the first time I watched this, you know, I saw the statue in like the chick's front yard, and they're stone. But it was only heads, so I was like, right away, I'm like, I'm, you knew something was up, and you basically could already draw I totally from, you know, that. point A to B. <laughs> it was just a matter of, like, okay, well, how are they actually going to get there? Um, and, of course, like, the setup is, okay, like, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna video record, like, the, the hot neighbor, and, like, even, like, initially, like, they were trying to, like, spy on, like, some of the high school girls in a very obvious manner. Uh, which, you know, they cut on to immediately. Um, but, like, you know, they're all, like, fawning over, like, the, the neighbor. And, of course, you know, the the younger brothers, the, the nerdier one, the one who's, like, playing with the toys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, at one point, he's, like, rollerblading out there. Like, he doesn't really know what he's doing. Or maybe he does, and he's just faking it the whole time. But, like, he initiates contact with the neighbor, because, like, she feels sorry for him. Uh, and he ends up, like, going inside the house. And then, like, all of the other teenage boys are like, oh, my God, what a, what a legend. Like, how the hell did you do that? Uh, and then it just kind of, like, goes into uh, the story of, like, helping her set up her, uh, her MacBook mm-hmm. or whatever the Macintosh uh, computer was at the time. Like, the really heavy ones that had, like, the, the see-through uh, backends. The iMac. I think that's what that was, the iMac. The, and they all came in colors. There was, like, the red one, the blue one. That The blue one was the most popular, but then there was, like, a yellow one. Uh, I wanted those one computers so were bad, all the rage but back I never then. had the money. Mm. That's one where, just to nerd out, the, technic- the technology was not there yet to do what they were doing in this story. <laughs> but that's fine. Because they did it, it, it's basically like uh, American Pie, you know, where they put the camera in uh, the exchange student's room and spy on her. It also reminded me of VHS, uh, the second one, I think, where they put the hidden glasses, the hidden camera in the guy's glasses, and it's like the college guys. And they go out to the bar and they pick up that girl who turns out to be like a winged kind of demon who kills them all. Uh, I, I will just note, is the only VHS segment to have a full-blown feature film. What, that one is? Wait, say yeah, again? That one is uh, Siren. Siren is but the name did... of that one. It's the only one that has like, a full-blown picture. Wait, so they made a full-length movie out of that story? They did. Oh, wow, crazy. Nice. But, yeah, no, it reminded me of that one, you know, where they kind of are doing the hidden camera thing. And they do – so the VHS movies also do this thing. The first one does it also, where you have the guys who are super awful – who uh, film themselves, yeah, no, they, like, they film themselves, that girl. Uh, pulling up girls' shirts, right? And... Mm-hmm. and... Which, yeah. 
Oh no, I was just, and I was just gonna say that it's almost a tradition in these movies where there's a, a story of just super awful young guys doing like really messed up stuff like that, which I know is like kind of the point because then something terrible happens to them, but it also gets a bit like over the top at times where it's just like, oh my God, like, well, they're so annoying. I the, uh, the one from the, the previous VHS that we talked about where they're lifting girl shirts, the really fucked up part, well, there's multiple fucked up parts, but what really made it like an attack was that there were several dudes and one or two of them would hold back the boyfriend while like the other two or three like got mm -hmm. a shot of the boobs, which was like really rough, you know, like that's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, this is fucked up. Yeah. But I realize that's kind of the point. And you know, they get their comeuppance, but still, it, it's definitely bad enough where it's just like, ugh, like, these guys suck, <laughs> you know? And these kids kind of sucked as well. But, uh, but yeah, no, so... the I gotta say, though, I did predict this. When, when they pointed out the statues... I did predict. I was like, she's I a didn't notice them until they pointed them out. Though, <laughs> I mean, T, you were saying that uh, you you got a, a good look at them earlier in the segment. I totally over my head. I totally missed them. <laughs> yeah, and of course, like through throughout the segment too, like you have like the delivery guy that they're also like fucking with uh, at, <laughs> at one point. But like you know, he does like his whole like little jig after like. He's like talking, oh, right. little, like delivering the the iMac, and uh, he's doing like his, his little victory pass because he thought it went over so smooth. When uh, really, no, it, it didn't. <laughs> but you know, it's just like, oh man, that that went extremely well. And you know, he was you know doing his uh, post delivery celebration, and that's when the guys are like. You know, we need to, uh, you know, in install some spyware. So, you know, let's get the nerd brother in here. Uh, since, you know, they're on a first-name basis after, you know, the whole rollerbladed uh, incident. And that, you know, all the teenage boys are, like, a nervous wreck, you know, making sure, like, this kid is going to have enough time to actually install it. And then, you know, the kid, like, feels bad about it. Uh, while this is all happening, but he should—he just wants his brother's acceptance. He wants to hang out with his brother and his friends because you know they're they're older compared to mm. him. You know, he's just in his room. Playing he, his brother said he was holding his war hammer uh, hostage. Yeah. And, oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. You, know, like, you, you you have that moment where you know you you have the picture of the webcam, and you know they're just biding their time waiting for her to undress because it is a voyeur segment. And, you know, they're just waiting for, like, that shower moment. And then, you know, as soon as she, like, you know, takes her top off, you know, then you start to see her, like, remove her uh, her wig. And that's when you see, you know, all of the snakes happen. Mm -hmm. But, like, I was laughing so hard during that scene uh, when, like, she actually takes her top off. Because, like, back in the day, like, in the 90s, that shit would take way too long to wait on dialogue. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And like with this, yeah. it was just—it yeah, was they, so clear. I was like, that would not fucking. Happen. You know, it didn't it's occur to me, life. but you're a hundred percent right. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah, there's no way three hours for two minutes to load. That time for... <laughs> yeah, they would have been on dial-up. 
<laughs> and then, yeah, her snakes come out. I gotta say, I, I thought all of the creatures and effects were really good generally in this movie, but yeah. her snakes were very CGI looking. They were, that was kind of the weakest effect, I think, of all of the creatures. Um, and she didn't look terrible herself. It was just mostly the snakes felt kind of. And then the, uh, the on. turning like, to stone effect was a little, uh, a little cheese. But that's okay, mm -hmm. you know. That's mm -hmm. all right. Yeah, it's fine. But and then yeah, she turns them all to stone. Even he should have known better. Kid gets turned to stone. I gotta <laughs> say, I mean, if she must have to move a lot if she's turning neighbors into stone, because you know, eventually she was new to the neighborhood. it could be a problem. <laughs> She'd only been there what, like four months? Mm -hmm. And she had already claimed a few victims. Say, say again, Pete? I mean, she was fairly new, but she'd already claimed a few victims based off mm -hmm. the There were at least two that we know of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The ones that were already turned to stone out there. Um, which, yeah, in, in you know, even in the 90s, if you're turning people to stone in the neighborhood and they're going to go missing, you know, it's not like back in the, you know, 1600s or something where people could go missing. And that and uh, she wrecked and that, that house. So, you know, yeah, that's going to draw some attention for sure. <laughs> but yeah, but still, you know, again, it's like the EC kind of tales from the crypt thing where you know the bad people get their comeuppance it's like the, it, mm. their little morality plays you know people behave badly and treat other people badly and then they get their supernatural comeuppance so it, it does I do like how it yeah, follows that oh sorry go ahead I think you were cutting of course cut yeah, my my Wi-Fi was dropping some some frames, so I was just waiting for it to uh, to get caught up. But all in all, pretty fun segment overall. But really, the the real winner in all of this is the final segment of VHS ninety nine, which was from the Deadstream uh, duo, which I'm pretty sure at this point we've all seen uh, here within the last couple. Of Did months. you watch it, John? Um, and this one is to Hell and Back, which basically uh, opens a portal to hell. And we are introduced to the star of the show, Mabel, uh, who is... What's up? Oh, no, I think you were... I, that was just, I think... Oh, yeah, no, it was just some lag. Go ahead. I'm going to take over. I don't know if you're talking to me. Oh, or... no, no, nothing. Uh, you were talking, and then you just stepped abruptly because you thought okay. somebody said something, but nobody said anything. <laughs> Yeah, you can continue. No, well, it was just, it was, the frames were lagging on my end, mm. and the audio got choppy, so I couldn't tell. Technical issues. But yeah, the, 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 the last... Don't tell my the, uh, yeah, no, the last one was really good. I didn't realize it was by the same Deadstream people. I did recognize uh, the actress who plays Mabel, and well, I recognized her, but I couldn't 
think of what she was from and then looked her up and realized she was on Deadstream as Chrissy, the main uh, ghost girl, which she was awesome in that movie. Uh, She's really good. I mean, not to take away from her performance, but she was kind of basically but being Gollum in this story. I but really enjoyed it. She went, you know, hundred yeah. percent in. It was, it was, you know, just like Deadstream. It had like so many. It's it's got a really good sense sensibility to it. You know, like uh, they they're really good at writing a fun yet effective horror story, and it's just uh, I'm I'm really. I'm excited to follow this this team, writing team or directing team, right? Winters, both of them. I don't know if they're siblings or whatever, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was big fan of Deadstream, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed Mabel. So that was the most fun. Definitely, yeah. The way they depicted Hell was great. It was really well done. I mean, this is obviously a super low budget movie. Much. Um, and each segment is super low budget, but they uh, did a really good job with the creatures <laughs> and the way, you know, just kind of going out into the desert and filming, but still making it look kind of no, like, absolutely. like I, hell, I mean, you know. I particularly, I'm trying to think of all the different creatures that they encounter. I remember that at one point there's a troll with a tiny little axe <laughs> or a tiny little weapon. And the guy makes yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that little, yeah. And that the guy grabs it to use it. And, uh, yeah, that thing is funny. And I, I, I like the way he was like hesitant to. Uh, to pick and then it there up was some weird, like, uh, yeah. like worm slash caterpillar. No, like a weird caterpillar creature that you know would have eaten him or something. And I don't know. Mm. Like it was. Uh, and then everything is pitch black except for their glaring light, which of course. I'm sure we all have the same thought, like, you know, you're, you're going to get caught. That's how you get caught. You know, you're drawing too much attention to yourself, but otherwise it's pitch black. So there's no, there's no other option. Mm-hmm. And I like how the one guy uh, had his uh, party hat on the yeah, whole I'm time. He's gone because of his wife. Oh, uh, yeah, my favorite part of that segment, though, is I think we should... Able, like... His I say we keep, we keep going forward, John. I think that's the only, way, so the only way to do it. He'll join us if he can. I'm really sorry, okay? So yeah. then anytime you're like interacting like with, other, with one of these other demons, you just have like this little bit of like, oh God. But yeah, so she, yeah, she's, I actually, she's definitely, I, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're going to see more of her because she, you know, is really good in Deadstream and in really good in this and She's obviously not. It, I looked up her IMDb, and that she hasn't, you oh. know, like broken through into bigger movies yet. But I, I could definitely see her kind yeah, of blowing up. Yeah, she's a up, great you know, actress, she's and uh, not not to be shallow, but she's pretty, and uh, she just kind of lights up a room. I I think like mm-hmm. you know she's a real natural, and I I really enjoyed watching her in both in both movies that we're talking about. And I was talking, I was thinking about the ending where the guys make it back, which, cause I mean, I, I, and you know, for, for it being such a short segment, um, they did pack in quite a story, uh, quite a bit of story. I mean, there's a journey, there's a fight, there's, you know, coming, coming back through to the other side. Like there was quite a bit going on in that one. I was really impressed. Yeah. This one had the sure, most, which is probably why it was the last one for the closer. 
it had the most story, yeah, the most going on where it was a, a complete story where, you know, they were going to have this ritual where they, you know, are going to summon a mm -hmm. demon, I guess is apparently what they were trying to do, into this woman's body, basically. And, uh, and um, you know, uh, those guys basically end up getting accidentally sucked through a portal into hell. But then they, you know, come back around to where that demon is, where the ritual is sort of happening, where they're going to summon that demon, and they end up getting back to earth, which I love that part. I don't know why it's so funny to me, that part where they appear back in the, uh, in the room and the pregnant woman looks over and she has the one guy's voice and she's like, they we made bodies. it back, it's we made hilarious. it back. But, know, but it's like the guy's voice. Bodies and it's such a great yeah, he, funny twist. And again, like that, that's totally. sense of comedy and horror that you saw in Deadstream. You see it in this one too. And, yeah, it's a it's it's a good time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Totally, and it does have the complete story where they kind of go on a little adventure and then come back and they get killed. Um, did you watch there the was, credits? There was the, uh, shit, the credits. The shit, what was scene. That? Yeah, yeah. So they uh, they go back to the, they show the house again, um, where the ritual was happening for the last story. And uh, so in the main story, uh, when the guy gets killed, does, it, it, this is in the main story, right? Where he, mm -hmm. right. excuse me, writes Mabel in blood in the book. So then in the mid credits, it goes back to the house and they start doing the ritual again. And then this time, instead of trying to summon the creature they were trying to summon the first time, they start and chanting Mabel and are trying to summon Mabel. Ah. And, then it, and then it cuts away. But the, I think the assumption, the, you know, the like implication is that they basically summoned her. So it's almost kind of like a weird, they, happy uh, ending to the story. An old dude with a, with a shovel. Did that kill somebody? Yeah, because he's dying when he writes Mabel, right? Okay, gotcha. It killed the two guys. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, and yeah, the two guys kind of get Mabel. killed All at right, the gotcha. end when they nice. come back to Earth. <laughs> but right, <clears throat> the cultist people, like the woman who we saw in the beginning, uh, she, um, yeah, they start doing the ritual again, and they they, they start chanting Mabel. But that's like, you know, because she gets sort of killed, I guess-ish. I mean, probably not really since they're in hell. She probably mm -hmm. just, like, respawns somewhere. But uh, but she kind of gets killed. And then so it's almost like the little tacked-on part me. is like a happy ending where she's going to I enjoy that. <laughs> I'm going to go back and rewatch it now. <laughs> Was she like I like I guess she was like a human, but she was sort of aspiring. I didn't, I didn't get that entirely. It just kinda, I, don't know. I just kind of got the impression she was a demon, like you know, straightforward. But you might be right because I mean, if they are in hell and there are being tortured souls down there, then yeah, it would make sense. 
Well, either that, that was the yes. other thing I thought was she was like a low level. I like demon, that one. A low level demon that never gets summoned because nobody knows their name because they're not that splashy or they're just not well known at all. And so that's why she wanted her name in the book so badly, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then she basically. That's nice. That's a good ending. That's a nice. Her dreams. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, kids. So if you work hard enough, you can achieve your dreams. <laughs> mm, even, even the well, demons. Well, what do you think? Should we? I mean, that's <laughs> the end of the movie. Really great. So, um, you know, I think T enjoyed it too. I'm, I'm really bummed that his Wi-Fi isn't working too well. Um, he should have been back by now. So, what are you thinking? Should we? Should we shut it down? I think I remember his sign off. Yeah, it's only, and we've been going for about an hour and fifteen. Hopefully, this last piece Fingers of recording, we're not other. just like talking just to nice the ether. <laughs> really, we're just basically having a, a phone conversation at this point. Uh, sorry. But yeah, yeah, if you want to do the uh, close, because that's basically it. That's the last story of the movie. And it's in the yeah, overall, it was good. We yeah, all I liked think, it. I Some segments liked more it. than others. We, all liked um, it. we can also say that, uh, oh, so mm-hmm. next week we're going to be doing a double taping because, of course, we're coming up on Thanksgiving and we're taking it off. But we're doing Sissy first. Wait, no. Dark glasses? Dark sunglasses? First? The Dario Argento. And then we're going to be think, doing Sissy as yeah, well. And then Sissy. And um, so those are great movies. I'm really excited to chat about mm-hmm. them. I liked them both to varying degrees. So that'll be a nice conversation to have. Um, let's see. What else does he plug? Uh, we're on YouTube. And <laughs> let's care. We're on wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, we're the Slashing Cast Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does Twisted Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel bad now. I feel I should have remembered all of this stuff a lot exactly. better. All right, so then well, I guess we say uh, goodbye. Thank you, everybody, everything. for you know hanging out with us today. Of course, we got John here. I'm Holly Hooch, and uh, T, who isn't here today, but. Uh, We'll catch them next time. All right. So long.